when the storm sirens go off. You ready to get yourself and your family down your storm shelter? Nah, man, not me. I opened up mine the other day. Grass clippings, dead spiders, a couple live spiders, a dead scorpion, live crickets were down there. Why would I have my wife and my family go down to that storm shelter? Can't even keep it clean. So what I decided to do, I called up StormCheck.team. They team up with local veterans to keep your storm shelter safe and clean. They offer their signature five-point service, which includes they get down there, they vacuum, they clean. Those dead spiders, grass clippings, live spiders, gone. It's sanitized. It's deodorized. They give you fresh water supply. Install a motion sensor LED light. How brilliant is that? And they ensure that your shelter location is registered with your local emergency management office in your respective city, state, and town. Freaking brilliant. For the premium subscriber, you get to see them twice a year and you get a first aid kit. Give them a visit on their website, www.stormcheck.team. Get to know them. They're awesome. They're undefeated, just like your storm shelter will be. That's www.stormcheck.team. Stop being afraid of your storm shelter. Give them a call. Thank you so much for tuning into Defining Moments Podcast. We appreciate your feedback. We appreciate your time, the time that you took to listen to their guests and their story. Any feedback you have will be greatly welcome. Improvements, critical thoughts, please let us know. Be brutally honest because that's how we like it. Enjoy your day. Stay undefeated. Welcome back to the Undefeated Show Defining Moments Podcast, located here in Project 3810, the house that Kyle Golding built. Today's very special guest is Courtney Bullard, the executive director, co-founder of the Pearl House, and Clara Brown, the director, communications officer for the Pearl House. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thanks for having Absolutely. us today. Absolutely, yeah. Oh. For sure. Thank you. Before we get started, this is for you. You have the heavier bag, and this is for Steve. He's got the lighter bag. Oh, man. <laughs> I can tell that you're married because you're giving the woman the heavier bag. That's nice. No. <laughs> <laughs> and this is for you. Thank you. Thank Absolutely. you so much. Okay, we have gifts for you. Oh, awesome. I love gifts. So we have uh, shirts for you this and your lovely fantastic. wife. And yeah. Thank you. So they're one of my favorites. They're super soft. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ours, too. This is great. Hope giving hope a home. This is awesome. Thank you for taking your time, ladies, to come down and from Tulsa to be here in Studio 3810 with us. We appreciate that. Of course. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. It's we been love a few road months. trips together. Did we, yes. Yep. They're our favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so we connected. Actually, I connected with Steve, your husband, mm-hmm. on Twitter for about two and a half, three years. And he was talking about the Pearl House. And my, a couple of my friends were like really intrigued about it. And so tell us a little bit about the Pearl House. Yeah, so the Pearl House, it started, we, we've actually had our girls for nine years this summer. And so it started with a dream and we really feel like it's an assignment that God has given us. Mm-hmm. And so we have a home and a school and a career center in Ghana, West Africa. 
In Ghana, West Africa. Mm -hmm. So do you go over there and you have a school? Yes. So do you, you guys both go over there? We do. And, you know, ironically, we actually don't go together a lot of times. So I'll we travel east one time a year and uh -huh. go visit. And so I'll go and then he's, you know, home with our girls. Yeah. And then he'll go and visit and I'll stay home. And so, yeah. yeah, so we go at least once a year. Wow. I coached boys competitive soccer for a very long time. And I had a young man. His name is Robert Awuso. Okay. And he's Ghanaian. And they came over. Uh, about 2014. Really? And I coached him for two years. He played at Western Heights High School. Really? Yeah. Yeah, the Wusos. That is so interesting. Are they still here? They are still here. Wow. Yeah, he went to college and he's graduated. He's got a degree in business. So he's doing pretty well. You know, I think there's a pretty large Ghanaian population uh -huh. here in Oklahoma City area. Don't I've met think? so many in the last year. Mm -hmm. Like Ghanaians, Nigerians, a lot of, there's a a large West African population mm -hmm. in Oklahoma City, mm -hmm. which is really cool. Yeah. So you're the director of communications. Yes. Clara, how do you enjoy that? I love my job because yeah. it's really, I just get to talk about Pearl House. And you know when you find that thing that you could talk about for hours mm -hmm. and no one would stop you? That's what I do with Pearl House. So I love any time I get to go and speak about Pearl House or just talk to individuals about Pearl House. And then um, part of my job is talking like with sponsors mm -hmm. um, and with their sponsorship and the girl that they sponsor, getting them um, involved and telling them things about their girl that they're sponsoring. And so I really enjoy that part of my job. Yeah. How did you get involved with the Pearl House? Talk about your journey a little bit. So I started taking trips to Ghana in 2008 okay. when um, I was about to start high school. Um, so my mom went on a medical mission trip and invited me to go along. And I was like, sure, why not? And so I went with her and then my youth group, which Steve Bullard, Courtney's husband, was mm -hmm. my youth pastor. And so he started taking trips as well. And so then I started going with him. And so that's how I got involved in Ghana. And then my senior year of high school, I was not ready to go to college yet. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I didn't really have a clear direction. And But I, I knew I wanted to do something outside of Jinx. America. And um, <laughs> so I talked to my parents about it and I was like, I, I want to do something. And they said, no, you're going to go to college. And so I met with Steve and Courtney because they had been talking about the Pearl House. And I said, hey, I want to go and intern. And they said, well, we don't have girls yet, um, but talk to your parents about it. And so I did. And they said no again. And um, so I told Steve and Courtney that and they said, OK, we'll just be praying about it and we'll see. And Talk, keep talking to your parents and so I talked to my parents about it for the third time and they finally said that um, I had their blessing mm -hmm. that I could go and so when the Pearl House um, when Courtney Garland the um, the CEO of international operations moved over there I joined her uh, right when Pearl House started we didn't have girls yet and so I moved over there as the first intern in 2013 Wow. And so that's kind of how I got involved with Pearl House. Wow. That's a long journey. It is, and it's still going. That's awesome. And the power of prayer, you had to pray about it after all the no's, and now we're sitting here 
listening yes, to your story they about finally it. agreed and then they just realized okay this is gonna be her life yeah <laughs> and they got on board that's awesome mm-hmm. so Courtney you, you talked about you going over there mm-hmm. what do you see over there um, with the Ghanaians that us me I, I don't see hmm you know I think the thing about like Ghana has truly become my happy place that I go to and they are so hospitable mm-hmm. um, and so you know I think just they're excited when you go. I remember the first time I went, like I'd never been out of the country. I mean, I'd never been to Africa, <laughs> excuse me. And so going and just thinking like, are they gonna be glad that we have come? Like, will they be accepting of us? I don't know. And I think that was the biggest thing that stood out to me is just how they're so happy that you would come mm-hmm. and help. And um, and so, you know, I think that's the thing is just there's so much joy. Mm-hmm. and. I think the thing that really I think just blows my mind about it is that sometimes they have so what we would consider so little but they're so joyful about what they have there's always something to be thankful for yeah. and I think that's a lesson we probably all of us can learn <laughs> you know yeah for sure yeah what's the language barrier like so they actually speak English okay and um, so there's different languages in Ghana I think there's probably there's hundreds because each um, each tribe has their own tribal language. Okay. And then within those tribes, there's different dialects. Okay. And so some of our girls speak five, six different languages just because there's different variations. That's amazing. That's amazing. And so when they come to the Pearl House, so we really encourage them to speak English. Yeah. And some of them do not know English when they first come, but mm-hmm. it's amazing to me how quickly they learn. Yeah. And so, you know, they'll translate and they but it really language has not been a barrier for us so wow. far wow mm-hmm. how, how does a girl make it from ghana into pearl house so we work with um various partnerships in ghana okay. with our girls so when we started we um connected with different pastors all around ghana so we had girls from all different regions coming to the Pearl House. And so those pastors sought out the um, most at-risk girls, the neediest girls in their village and recommended them to the Pearl House. And so that's how we got our first 20. And then five years later is when we started adding more girls. And that's when we started working with um, social welfare in Ghana, um, different nonprofits there like the Mercy Project and um, uh, other other NGOs there that are more short-term facilities for rescued girls. And then some of those girls are reintegrated back into their communities. Mm -hmm. And then some of them need a long-term facility where they go. And then that's where Pearl House steps in. So we also work with, um, we have a board in Ghana that um, they serve in different areas in Ghana. We have people in parliament, we have doctors. And um, so they have a lot of different connections in their communities and people will come to them with recommendations for girls with Pearl House. And so when we receive a recommendation, our in-house social worker will go and make sure that they meet the qualifications, like they're the right age. Mm. They have um, just their circumstances are fitting for needing a place to go. Um, We've received a lot of recommendations just with girls that are in unsafe situations that need a safe place 
to be rescued. Yeah. Mm. Wow. So the recommendations comes from the pastor or Sometimes. the church? So pastors, board members, um, directly with social welfare workers. Okay. Um, so our goal now is to more impact the community that Pearl House is in. Mm -hmm. So we do have girls from all over Ghana, but um, when it's time for us to open our doors to more girls, yeah. our first choice is to go to social welfare okay. and see how we can help the community that we're in first because mm -hmm. they've been so welcoming to us and then um, kind of our more individual situations where a girl needs a place to go mm -hmm. she comes from all they come from all over okay mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. wow so when you first started Courtney you and Steve started the Pearl House. What, what was your mindset like as far as from the ground up to present? <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> I think uh, if I knew how big it would be and it continues to grow, yeah. I I don't know if I would have said yes so easily. <laughs> it's overwhelming. Sure. Just um, and I mean, but really, you look at it and you and we're working really hard on this end, but mm -hmm. you see how God is doing the growing of yeah. it, and so. Um, I think, too, when we started, you know, Steve had gone on a mission trip, and he went to Africa. He asked me to go, and I'm like, I am not going to Africa. Um, I have a lot of fears about Africa. Yeah. And so, you know, I always joke that I really might have increased his life, life insurance policy, you know, <laughs> before he went and said, you know, I'll be praying for you. I'll be here when you get back. And I've always had a heart for teenage girls, but had a ministry here in the States that I was running at the time. But when he went to Ghana and he comes back and he's telling me about these girls that they're young, they're eight, nine, ten years old, living on the streets, you know, they're being sold into child marriage, they're mm. um, poverty. I mean, all their stories are different, but they're yeah. all really, really hard. And so whenever he came back and told me about it, I just... I don't know, just God got a hold of my heart and transformed it. And I was thinking, I, I mean, I have to do something. You know, yeah. I don't know if you've read like time where you've heard of something mm -hmm. or you know something, you're like, how do I continue to live my life and not do something about it? Mm. And so yeah. I didn't know what that would be, but I knew I wanted to do something mm -hmm. and I wanted to be obedient to what God maybe had for, you know, had yeah. for us to do. So, um, I think it first started just with me saying yes, yeah. but not realizing what that yes would entail. Uh, so when we first started, we had, I think it was six or seven girls that we started with. And so wow. we rented a house and we were working with a local pastor at the time. And we went to him and just said, you know, we want like six girls. We thought that was manageable, you know, in our own strength, we could like probably manage that and take care of them. and. So we went to him and we said, we want just the most destitute girls that mm. their next step in life would be living on the streets. Um, you know, just no hope. There's, we no change in our life unless we, you know, stepped in. And sure. so we want to just intercept them from living a life of that, you know, that cycle continues. Yeah. And so anyway, so we started with 20. Um, and it wasn't six or seven. And so, and it's just grown from there. So, yeah. you know, we not only have the Pearl House, but we have the school, okay. the Pearl House Academy, and that's for boys and girls in the community. Okay. And so we have 441 students that are there wow. at the school. And it's just amazing to see just, again, the joy, but they're sure. thriving and yeah. Some of them come to us and they've never had any kind of level of education and 
that's okay. Like sometimes we have, you know, some of our pearls maybe are 14 and they might be in level first grade. Yeah, mm. first grade. But it's amazing to me to see how quickly they're advancing. For sure, yeah. Um, even at an older, what we would consider an older age, you uh-huh. know, in first grade. Yeah. And so, so yeah, so it's really, it's taking like a drink from a fire hydrant some days, I feel like, um, but you know, you just put your mask on and, yeah. you know, go for it. And, um, but so, yeah, so we, the four branches, we have this, the house, mm-hmm. we have the school, we have the career center. And so that's actually in another region of Ghana and it's for young ladies that are 18 to 21 ish age you know a lot of them have missed the education yeah opportunity and so most of them are single moms and they just they have no way to provide for themselves for their families and so we're teaching them english how to read or write and then we're teaching them how to sew and so Dang. it's pretty incredible it's a two-year program and once they get out they get a so we give them a sewing machine and all the tools that they need to start their own business and we've had two graduating classes and i think it's amazing Claire and i talk about this it's just that i mean it's, it's working you know these ladies are now earning income they're able to provide yeah. so we just opened our second career center um in a, a separate region in ghana and we did a feasibility study and what was needed there the most was hairdressing and so that's what we're teaching them and you know they same thing they come you know five days a week we provide breakfast lunch teach them you know just basic things but then how you know how they're they do hair and then they'll graduate and we'll help them get started and so it's really you know i think the one thing about pearl house is that we see a need Mm -hmm. and then we try to meet that need Wow. And so that's kind of where our fourth branch is coming will be this summer. And it's the Pearl Haven. And so it's the counseling center that we're starting. That's awesome. As you're telling me all this, I'm literally, I'm getting chills because I feel like it's so authentic and mm-hmm. so what's needed mm-hmm. in not just American society, but society across the world is mm-hmm. identifying the needs and trying to meet those needs. And I pro- you guys are obviously exceeding the needs. So you go from sewing machines to now hairdressing to havens, and I mean, what's after that? Big plans. Big plans. <laughs> Big, Big dreams. Plans. I know, and I just say, you know, I think sometimes we dream too small, and you know the God we serve is really big. And so we dream big. And so, and I do love though, that we always look and see, you know, what's the need? Like, we don't want to just come in and just start something to start it. So, you know, what's the need? What can be the greatest help? And uh, so, you know, in the future, we want to have, you know, almost a, the Pearl House concourse bridge Mm. type deal where, you know, in a couple years, we'll have our first Pearls graduating university. And wow. so it will be like a transitional mm-hmm. housing, but also a place where, you know, when you come to Accra, which is the capital of Ghana, yeah. that it'd be a place where you go and, you know, you go to a salon and you can get a coffee there. And so there'll be, you know, like shops at the bottom and housing and training going on. And so really just, you know, really helping to change um, a nation. That sounds amazing because in that you could have the women, the girls that are the sewing, that you give sewing machines mm-hmm. so they can make stuff and sell merchandise and then get your hair cut while you're there and get yeah. coffee, whatever you want to do. It's like a one-stop yeah. shop. It yeah. Is. It's super exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if y'all listen to Jack Johnson or who know who Jack Johnson is. I don't listen okay. to Okay. 
But you're talking Sorry, about <laughs> you're talking about dreams, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there's a song that talks about don't let your dreams just be just dreams. And so it kind of reminded when you were talking about dreams, like man, push it, mm. make it reality. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes I think it just takes that initial first step. Sure, hundred percent. You know, Say that yes. Saying yes. Yeah, saying yes to something you're not even sure of, but you said yes, and now you got to carry through. Yep, that's right. I have a plaque on my desk, and I think Walt Disney said it, and it says sometimes it's uh, great or exciting to do you know things that are terrifying, and so it's yeah. really fun to accomplish those things. But even if you fail, like you learn from those yeah. things, and yeah. so I do. We do love to dream at the Pearl House. How do you and Steve collaborate your ideas for the Pearl House? I mean, is there any are there times when there's maybe some friction, but you have to sit there and listen to each other? How does that work? Yeah. So, you know, I think the thing when you help to found something, so there's actually three founders. So it's Steve and I, okay. and then Clara mentioned Courtney Garland, mm-hmm. who actually lives in Ghana. Okay. So she's from Memphis area, and which that's a whole other amazing story, how we met her and she basically sold all she had, moved to Ghana, and she's our boots on the ground, CEO of international operations over there. Um, So the three of us really do a lot of collaborating together. And so, you know, we'll come together and dream. And I I think what's amazing is that we work really well together. And so, you know, I think that sometimes can be rare, but we hardly have conflict. But when we do, we help, you know, go through it. Sure. I think probably Steve, if he if he was sitting here, he might say that, you know, sometimes when well, I don't know what he probably would say a lot, but I think that <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes that it's hard when you when something is like your baby, you know, yeah. and it's your life that you're dedicated to that it's hard to kind of turn it off and on, mm. and so you know it's not really a eight to five job, and so. I think for Steve and I, it's kind of just part of also our life and our marriage. And we just, we're always talking about it. It's just kind of in conversation as, you know, throughout the day. And, but it's really fun. He's a dreamer. And so it's fun to, you know, hear him. And then sometimes then I try to help put it into action. And then I have an amazing team that helps to carry it through. For sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. Is Steve pretty mellow? He is very mellow. Yes. Okay. So... Then I was correct in my own judge judgment is because when he tweets it seems pretty mellow. He's very right? mellow. No, just periods, no exclamation points, just periods. And so I was like, man, this guy's pretty mellow. He's pretty chill. He's, I, he's I like very it. Very chill. <laughs> yes. Which we work well together. Cause yeah. I can come in hot sometimes, you know. And so seeing it from the outside, it's like Steve will casually mention an idea, mm-hmm. and then. Courtney's left the room and she's got a plan how to get it done. And Steve's like, oh, okay. I guess we're doing that. (laughs) And she's like, okay, I have five donors lined up to get this project started. And Steve's like, oh, I was just mentioning it. (laughs) That's that's very well said. Yeah, that's kind of how we roll. But it works well. So I kind of help to light a fire under him sometimes. And then he helps to mellow me out. So, yeah, he's very chill and mellow and very steady yeah very you know he you know there's no really mountains or valleys you know he's just get you get what you get and it's great man all right well i'll have to come meet him shake his hand one day i know yeah yeah i feel like you seem pretty mellow but yet i know we both have a love for exclamation points so how would you rate yourself like where are you on the mellowness i i am pretty mellow however 
I can get really passionate about certain things that come up. So when I go and coach boys competitive soccer, yeah. I can't just be a mellow dude. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can be mellow kind of coaching, but then there's a point where you, you've got to fluctuate your tone of voice, mm-hmm. your bi-language, your director of communication, so you probably know about communication. <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty mellow for the most part. Yeah. However, I, I get very passionate about certain topics, mm-hmm. and it's topics that I feel like I am fully aware of, I've done my research on, mm-hmm. that I can hold my own. Yeah. But I'm not going to debate you just because I want to debate you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to listen to what you have to say and your thoughts and your ideas. Yeah. And I'm not going to necessarily call you out, but I may ask some questions that seem logical to me, but maybe not to you and vice versa. Yeah. So, That's yeah. great. Yeah. You and Steve <laughs> would get along well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so you're welcome. You need to come, next time you come to Tulsa. Yeah. Yeah. Look us up. For sure. I yeah. will. Director of communications, do you go out and help get donors too, or do you, how do you communicate with donors? Um, that's I'm kind of starting to come alongside Courtney in okay. that role, um, just learning from her. Sure. Um, I like watching her interact with donors because yeah. it's she has a passion for them and makes them feel very special, yeah. um, which I think is a gift um, that she can make a a five dollar donor feel the same way as a. donor Um, and it's very authentic it it comes from a a sweet spot in her spirit and so I love watching that and so I've started to come into that role with her Um, and so but one of my main jobs is just um, to interact with our current donors and sponsors and making sure they are up to date and feel thanked and um, that they know what is going on um, stateside and what we're doing here and then also what's happening in Ghana and communicating yeah. to them um, different ways they can continue to be involved um, but it is starting to be um, you know walking alongside Courtney and meeting new donors and um, I'll be moving to Oklahoma City at the end of the year so I'm hoping that that kind of broadens um, the people I get to meet and talk sure. to about Pearl House and um, kind of learning from the master and you know the Jedi, the the Jedi, Jedi master, master no. and <laughs> carrying that with me as I move here. Wow. Well, when you come to Oklahoma City, there's a man by the name of Kyle Golding, and you should meet up with him because he's got all sorts of ideas. He knows all sorts of people. I love it, and, and I hear he's a well-dressed man. He's a well-dressed man, <laughs> about to be inducted to the Hall of Fame. Um, let's see what else. Saturday Morning Hustle podcast is. It's. Just, I ask him this all the time. I was like. You don't charge for these podcasts. All this knowledge that you have accumulated over years, he just drops it it's for free. every Saturday morning. Wow. And it's it's amazing. So if you ladies get a chance. Speaking of podcasts, yeah. your Monday morning podcast, have you done one lately? Because I, I was w- watching a few of them. I was like, these are really good. Yeah. Thank you. They're really good. You know, I've I have loved it because I've gotten to know people. It's yeah. a great opportunity, you know, to sure. ask questions you probably wouldn't ask just over coffee. You know, it's right. very intentional. Um so we started that last year and mm-hmm. it was Make a Difference Monday and Make, so yep. it was which I love that you watched it. That's yeah. fantastic. So yeah, it, I think it went really well. Mm-hmm. This year we're still doing the podcast. We just changed the format up a little bit. Okay. And so there's they're basically it's called the Pearl House Podcast, but we're doing stories. Okay. And so they're really short. They're about five to seven minutes. Mm-hmm. And we've had people that 
are, have just sent in their their personal stories about Pearl House. That's awesome. And so it's you know we did a whole month of interns of you know girls that had gone and interned at the Pearl House and they sent their stories in and um, donors have sent their stories in. So yeah, so you should check it out. And it's real short yeah. and we've kind of just changed it up and we might go back to the format of mm-hmm. Make a Difference Monday. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so that's kind of what it looks like now. So it's still there. Yeah. It just looks a little different. Yeah. I know mm-hmm. it looks different, but I do like that the phrase "Make a Difference Monday." Mm. It's so good, Isn't so it? good, so catchy. It yeah, is. it's a good reminder. Yeah, it's a good way to start the week. That's right. So you talk about coffee, intentional, and you questions. So my question to you first are: What are two questions you wish people would ask you, but no one ever asked you? Oh. You got to think about that too, because okay. I'm going to ask you too, Claire. I'm glad you're going first. Oh, do you know your answer? No. That's why I'm glad you're going. Two questions that were like funny or just any, any question? questions you wish someone would ask, but no one ever asked. Hmm. I don't have to think about that. No. Have you an- ever answered that for yourself? I have answered that for myself. What would be your two? I would be interested in, in answering what was my parents' life really like in Vietnam, in the rice fields? Mm. No one ever really asked that question. Wow. And then the other question would be like, what, what is your mindset like when you wake up or when you're on social media? Those are great yeah. questions. No. Oh, man. I normally do the question asking, so yeah. I'm stumped right now. Well, we're let me up to this question about mindset and leadership is because you spoke to it, Clara, about Courtney and she treats the five dollar donors like they're fifty thousand dollar donors. And that's a rare quality to have as a leader. Because there's leaders and then there's leaders, the next level of greatness leaders. And that's what you reminded me of because if mm-hmm. you are if you can treat that five dollar donor like a fifty thousand dollar donor, it's like treating the janitor like the CEO. Uh, F1 Formula driver Lewis Hamilton was talking about treating everyone in the cleaning crew as well as he does his staff engineers because that's what makes him a great driver. Mm -hmm. And he is a great driver. And so for someone to recognize that about you and speak to it, Mm. it's legit. It's a compliment. Well well done. Thank you. But I I mean, it's just, it really is genuine. And I I always think, how would I want to be treated? And, you know, like we're all equal and we're all created the same and you know god sees all of us and Mm -hmm. so i just want to make sure people know that they're seen and valuable and they have worth and they have a voice Mm -hmm. whether they're a donor or not you know and so i love that clara anyway anyway i have so much history with clara i've known her since she was a teenager and it's amazing that well, yeah, before that. long, yeah, I've known her since second grade. Okay, yeah. Tells you how old I am, yes. And uh, I wasn't going to go all the way back, but yes, I've known her since second grade. But I think it's, um, you know, with the Pearl House, it's easy because I just tell the story. Yeah. And, you know, God does the moving in people's hearts. And so, you know, to me, I'm just, I feel like my role is to tell the story of what God's done and is doing. And it's neat to see how people come alongside and get involved and but that is a compliment but that really is my goal like i i just have a heart for people mm-hmm. and i think we all should you know yeah. and so i just want to make sure they 
know, I think sometimes people don't know how valuable they are, or maybe someone's never spoke truth into their life. For sure. Sometimes I get that opportunity. For sure. Yeah, so we can come back to those questions later, and if you don't have an answer to that question, you can think about it on your journey home to Tulsa, and then maybe you can text it to me with some exclamation points, (laughs) and we can talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what the show's about. The show is, it's about, obviously, you, Pearl House, but more importantly, the the people behind Pearl House, what Mm. drives Pearl House, what makes Pearl House Pearl House. So I'm going to ask you first, Mrs. Bullard, what's a defining moment for you in your life that's really stood out, that maybe had a setback, that you overcame the challenge to lead you to where you are today? Oh. You know, I think that... Well, I think growing up, I think I put my value and worth in the wrong things. And maybe um, I didn't rely fully on like my confidence coming from what God said about me. And it was more probably what other people said about me. Mm-hmm. And so I think maybe that's why I'm so passionate about people realizing where their value and worth comes from. Um, because anything else is not steady. It's changing all the time. And so um, I don't know if that's something I overcame, but I think it's like a revelation of, you know, Mm -hmm. of knowing where um, my confidence comes from. And so then I see that ripple effect, how I'm helping others to, you know, understand that as well. That's great. Mm -hmm. That's really good. What about you, Clara? Um... So I think like a big defining moment in my life with Pearl House has actually been recently. Um, I kind of thought, okay, you know, I, I started as an intern with Pearl House and with that it was, okay, I'll, I'll be an intern until, you know, it's time for me to go to college. And then after college it was, okay, I'll work for Pearl House in Ghana until I get into this grad program. And then that didn't pan out, so I was like, well, I'll keep working here until I apply again. And then I, um, you know, I moved back and said, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work for Pearl House stateside until I get into nursing school. And then I got into nursing school and I was like, I don't know if I wanna go to nursing school. I really enjoy working for Pearl House, but I don't know if that's sustainable for my life and um, if I can make a career out of working for Pearl House, um, but it's something I'm passionate about. And so actually this past January, I came to a point where I had to pick, am I going to be full-time with Pearl House or am I going to venture off into something different? And I decided, you know, it's been, I'm going to work with Pearl House until this happens. Mm -hmm. Um, But finally I came to the decision that I'm going to work for Pearl House, period. Um, And that was a really cool moment to just finally see what um, Courtney saw and then other Courtney in Ghana saw that um, I think they knew the whole time I was supposed to work for Pearl House full-time and um, that it would be what I did with my life. Um, But to come to that realization finally that this is what I'm supposed to do, um, it's not what I went to school for. My Mm -hmm. degree is in nutrition. Um, I don't (laughs) use that in my professional life, but that's okay. Um, I, you know, can tell us what snacks not to have at the Pearl House (laughs) office, but that's about it. Um, And so, but just to, you know, see what my mentors have been seeing the past few years with Pearl House um, and to finally get to that realization um, 
this past January has been really cool. Yeah. Well, since we're on the subject of nutrition and things like that, my wife is gluten-free. Okay. And she's got some kind of sensitivities to gluten. And so we met in 2013, and I, I went all in. Like toothpaste, no fluoride, toothpaste without some sort of sugars or something like that. I had no idea. I didn't even know what gluten was. I thought it was sugar. But I now know what gluten is. And I actually lost about 35 pounds. Yeah. Wow. Been able to maintain. Yeah. I was pushing 200 when I was first started dating her. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Made her gluten allergy. It's, yeah. It's You got to be intentional yeah. with the gluten allergy. It's yeah. in everything. It is in everything. Yeah. It is in everything. So, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. I had no idea that charcoal pills apple cider vinegar i was like i don't drink that stuff kombucha yeah anyways yeah, yeah. that's a hard one i can't do that one yeah, <laughs> yeah that one's not for me but uh, well um, courtney so what do you think you would regret not doing if you didn't do it in the next five years i think that i would regret um, just kind of taking a back seat and not continuing to lead the organization. Mm. So sometimes it's you're you're tired, and it's hard, and it's you know it's not all skittles and rainbows every day. You know it's it's challenging and yeah. it's overwhelming. You know, and I think sometimes it's easy to say, I wonder maybe some maybe someone else should take a turn for a little bit. But I think I would regret that because mm. it's also exciting. And I get to see lives changed, and I get to see God working and miracles happening every day. And so I think I would regret that. That's great. Mm. Wow. What advice would you give your younger self, Clara? I would tell my younger self that it's okay if your passions change and if your if your dreams change. Mm. Um, and that switching a dream does not mean you're you're giving up. It just means you're taking a different road. Yeah. Um, for a long time, I thought if I didn't go to grad school or anything like that, that I was giving up on a dream. But it's just that God had different dreams for me. Yeah. And so, um, you know, you're not letting anyone down when you change a dream. Um, you're just doing what you're supposed to do. And so... Um, I wish I realized that a lot earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Would have saved some money on application fees. <laughs> um, and so, <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, oh, when God gives you a passion, it's okay to to focus on that passion and maybe just have a, put a different lens on and see your dreams in a different perspective and that they look different. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Also, congratulations on your engagement. Thank you. Yeah. 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 When's a big day? December 3rd. December 3rd, 2022? 2022. Okay. Wow. Here? Yes. Ghana? Uh, we'll get married in Tulsa. Okay. And then I'll move to Oklahoma City. And then we're going to do a big celebration in Ghana next summer. Wow. So all the pearls will get to come. They're very excited. Dang. I think they're so already cool. picking out their outfits. I love it. Um, I was like, we still have like a whole year. And they're like, we're just getting ready. I was like, okay. You, That's great. You. Yeah. And um, we're 10 year. And yeah, so we'll wow. go for our 10 year anniversary and then just tap tag on a a, a wedding celebration. That's I'll be amazing. out of the office for a little bit next next summer. Yeah, we'll see you next year. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. yeah. So for those that don't know, my my fiance is originally from Ghana. Uh-huh. Yeah. And 
So that's why we'll do a celebration there. But also because half my family is in Ghana. Hmm. Yeah. He enjoys soccer. He does a, a lot. Yeah. I don't really speak to him on Saturdays because he's busy. He's watching Premier League. Yeah. And with the time difference, sometimes, you know, he's yep. up really early or up really late watching soccer. That's right. And, yeah, with the time difference, well, sometimes you're up there about 5 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. Yeah, I'll text him and he's like... Hey, good morning. I'll text you later. Liverpool's playing. I'm like, okay. Yeah. You do you. Yeah. <laughs> Wong, I feel like when you go to Ghana with us one day, mm-hmm. the pros would love for you to teach them soccer. They play soccer and they're really good. <laughs> they play street soccer, though. But it's so. yeah. soccer, which I, I hear Perfect. might be different than competitive soccer. Maybe it's the same. I don't know. I don't no know rules. that much. Oh. That's the best. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, playground rules are the best. Yeah, there are none. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> they also don't like to quick. play with uh, shoes on. So yeah, it's one of my biggest pet peeves is when they don't put shoes on. Really, to play soccer. You know, so in soccer, when you're obviously it might be because of money situations, but to to get the true feel of the ball is to play barefooted. Mm. Maybe that's yeah. just because I'm not yeah. athletic whatsoever. It works on your so. your muscles from your toes your feet all the way up to upper body okay really? yeah it's interesting our so soccer just, coach did that i need that. to let that go let them play without shoes yeah on. yeah they're doing it right it's just hard that they'll play on like construction sites with no shoes on yeah and i'm like there I, are I've nails never done that. everywhere i've never done that it's probably good yeah it's probably good yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah as long as you're having fun yeah that, <laughs> what's a little tetanus if you're having fun? yeah well there's a quote out there another one of my friends told me says the best one out there is the one having the most fun. I love that. Yeah. Then the Pearl House is the best one out there. It, it is. That sounds it's like a winner to me. Yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. What advice would you give your younger self, Mrs. Bullard? Oh, um, I would probably give my younger self advice. I probably, and probably and it applies to me today as well, that it's okay to sit and just rest for a little bit. Mm. So... Sometimes I have a heart, which Claire, I know I see you over here. I have a hard time just sitting and just resting. Yeah. So, which it's healthy. You should. Yeah. And so I think that growing up, I real, I mean, I would, I was in a lot of activities, but then I also see though how it helped me be the woman I am today. Mm-hmm. So I see the pros and cons too, but I probably would say that like, it's okay to not always be doing. Yeah something true. you can you know you can still be productive in other ways yeah that, that's that's true yeah how do you deal with negativity well i don't know if you do the enneagram but i'm not huge on it i just know a little bit i know enough about it to be dangerous i feel like so <laughs> I, I i've been told and i really do think i am a three which is the achiever okay and so i think is that right yeah claire knows more than i do i feel like on this but <laughs> i think that you know one of the things is that you know, I, like we never want to be embarrassed. Like that's like a big one, which I can see that. But negativity, I I actually do pretty well because I feel like I can always be doing better. Mm. So I think Good. that, um, so yeah, so I actually, I really do. Like I think as long as it's constructive criticism or negativity, you know. Sure. But then also I think if someone's just being negative, I think that I really just see it as, they honestly don't know the value they have or they wouldn't devalue me. And so I kind of, that's the look at it, you know, look out of it that I have. Sure. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. You're a comms director. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with negativity? 
I don't have time for negativity. <laughs> we have, it's positivity all the way. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I can take constructive criticism, but I think what we do is really hard. The mm-hmm. stories that we hear. Mm. And so, you know, I'll take constructive criticism about what we do, but you know, unless you've been over there and see the stories that we're dealing with, um, you know, I think doing what we do, you have to have a positive mindset or mm-hmm. it gets really, really hard. For sure. Um, and so if you have negativity, you got to move out of my way. <laughs> I feel like that should be on a shirt. Yeah, you should put that on a shirt. That's pretty good. How do you start your mornings? With a big cup of coffee. How do you take it? Uh, just black with a splash of cream. Okay. Yeah, pretty, pretty, uh, um, basic, but yeah, I, I start my morning with coffee and I love my drive to work. Um, whether I'm listening to a podcast or worship music or like nineties gangster rap, like it's just time for me. Like it's 15 minutes of my day where like, I'm not you know, on my phone, I'm not sure. expected to do anything. Good. And so I, I enjoy my commute to work. It's not long, but it gives me time to get in a headspace of, yeah. okay, I'm going to work. Um, I've talked with Courtney about how a lot of t- the times people say like, the quote is like, women are spaghetti and men are waffles. Like men compartmentalize things <laughs> and women can mm-hmm. like move things like mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe it like, like we can have multiple things going yeah. on we can think about different things we can multitask yeah like, we're all over the place but I don't think it's gender related I think it's personality related okay. and so like I think I'm more of a waffle and I you know I like the different spaces of my day and gotcha. so moving from one space to the other space I like that transition period and so I like to start my morning with that like I try to not like be on calls or anything w- driving to work. Like that's my time to transition from home to work. Gotcha. Real quick, 1990s gangster rap yeah. or gangsta rap. Who are you talking about? Tupac, Biggie? What are we talking about here? Yeah, like Dr. Dre. Pretty Dre. much the 2021 Super Bowl halftime show is my jam. Okay. So Fitty. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah, Dr. Dre, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, you know. <laughs> That's so awesome. I love it. This is great. How do you start your mornings, Courtney? Ooh, is it same? Uh, same. No. No. I, no. I was like, you listen to She and I have very different okay. morning routine. Well, my mornings looked a lot different before I had children. And then I have two girls. So my mornings are, you know, getting them ready after I have a cup of coffee. And, um, and so, yeah, but then once they're out the door and I'm driving to work, like I normally, I either actually, I like it to be quiet because mm. the rest of my day is really noisy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking I might need to take on Clara's routine. Which part? The listening to okay. the, yeah, I mean, I do love all those things. I mean, the halftime show was, I mean, that was up Yeah, you could relate. Resonate I can relate. It, right? yeah, 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 I mean, that's my jam. But yeah, yeah so, so yeah, mine are not as exciting as Claire's. That's but, funny. But yeah, but I do try to start them the same and I try to end them the same because I know what's in be- like in between them when I wake up and go to bed. I have no idea. Sometimes just chaos, you know, yeah. but organized chaos, but yeah. it's just crazy. So 
I try to book in my days so I know I can count them starting the same and ending the same. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. How do you take your coffee? With a lot of cream. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Heavy whipping cream is the best. Well, I've been trying to put protein, like one of those protein drinks. Yeah, yeah. The cafe latte is the best. And so I've been trying to do that because I'm trying to not do as much sugar. Okay. It's not as good, but, you know, it's better for you, I feel They like. have, like, keto protein coffees now. See, I need to look into that. Yeah, Bang makes one. It's actually pretty spectacular. Really? Yeah. It's really good. I need to look into that. Yeah, I've, look into I've been, that. It's not really working, but yeah. I'm drinking it. I love music. So when you're talking about motivation, inspiration, and sometimes when you don't have that, you got to keep going through because mm. you got to have an undefeated mindset. Right. It reminds me of a song by uh, Ronnie Atkins. It's called... Um, when you're going through hell, keep on going. Nice. Yeah. So if you get a chance to check that on the way home. Okay. And you're telling me stories about um, Ghanaian girls, women, and we don't know their stories. And you're absolutely 100% correct. Most of us don't. But it reminds us of a song of uh, Brooks and Dunn called Only in America. Mm. And it's really, uh, you think about it, the bus driver's looking in the rearview mirror and he sees these kids of different backgrounds and one could be a president one maybe going to do something else and so it's yeah i love music i I like to tie music into daily lives and so i just listen about to what you're all talking about i love that yeah okay we'll have to check that maybe on the way back our drive back to tulsa yeah and tell me what you think. Okay. If it does have exclamation points from you, then I know that you're like, no, nah, dude, <laughs> right. bro, you I mean, stop. At least it right. was fine, period. <laughs> <laughs> then you know. You're not going to the Hall of Fame, man. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. I love that, though. And one of our like slogans or sayings we always say at the Pearl House is, educated girl, change a nation. Mm. And so I don't know why I just thought about that when you're saying, like, you know, just looking in the rearview mirror and all the things these girls are going to be and yeah. you know the plans and dreams that they have and yeah. i love because now they're dreaming big so they first came to us and you know they're just trying to survive yep. and now they have the freedom to dream yeah you know, and dream big and so i love that that's so great mm-hmm. what are you most proud of oh i am most pro- man long with the questions you got some good questions by the way i'm impressed thank you i'm very impressed thank you. um yeah so i think i'm most proud of um i have a lot of things can it just be one be how many you want to be i'm game i am most proud of my family because I'm not going to cry. Do people cry on this podcast? All the time. Oh, um, my family and um, the Pearl House. I think I'm proud of my friends, like who's who I have surrounding my life and speaking into my life. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of that, like in a good way. I'm, I'm honored. Maybe that's maybe a better word, but I'm very honored and proud of like not only my family that I have, I mean, my girls, who they can be a challenge sometimes, but I'm really proud of them and I tell them that all the time and I'm really proud of Steve so my family but like my friends too like they just and Claire is in one of those but just really proud that who I've surrounded my life with mm-hmm. what do they do your kids and Steve that what do they do to make you so proud oh I think with Steve I think gosh there's a long list but for him I think how well he loves others and he just does a really good example of that. And he's a great listener. 
and I think too that you know he he is definitely comes alongside he's the helper and you know so I just see how great of a dad he is he's an amazing dad and so my girls are very very fortunate and blessed to have him mm. so I think for him that would be my answer for Steve yeah. um, and then my girls I see how um, they're leaders even at a young age and so with Charlotte she's eight and so she has this bold personality and she'll, she will speak truth and stand up for the little little guy. Yeah. And I'm so proud of that. Like she doesn't like, and sometimes she comes in a little harsh. Like I'm like, we need to soften your delivery a little <laughs> bit, but she's not afraid. Like I'm really proud of that. And I think for Francesca, she's 12 going on 13 in seventh grade. And I'm really proud that she is not, she does not um, follow her friends to mm. a fault. Like she's, she's not influenced easily. Yeah. So and I think those are things to be really proud of. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. What about you, Clara? What are you most proud of? I am proud of the Pearl House. Uh, I'm proud of the work that we've done and mm-hmm. the work that we've allowed God to do through us. Um, I think kind of just the same as Courtney. Like I'm proud of the the people that have surrounded me in this journey. Um, You know, to have my fiance come alongside me and support the work that we're doing um, has been really cool. And um, to see, you know, my my family start out with, are you going back to Ghana? Are you you're moving back? Like, are you ever going to live here again? And then just to see them um, be supportive in that way. I'm really proud of. Um, yeah. And then I think, honestly, I'm proud of myself to see Mm -hmm. the accomplishments that I've been, um, or, you know, the, the assignments I've been given Mm -hmm. and accomplished has been cool. Um, because this isn't what I thought I'd be doing. Um, but yeah, so that's great. Myself too. That's awesome. I, I, I think people should be more proud of themselves for mm. doing certain things and you definitely should be proud of yourself mm. courtney for doing what you I'm are continuing you, to do Thank you. I'm yeah proud of you too. this is great my last two questions i got actually i got three okay for you personally and then for the pearl house respectively how do you want pearl house to be remembered and how does courtney want to be remembered oh wow here we go again i think um for me personally, like I, I always say like, you know, we, tomorrow is never promised and we don't know how many days that we have here on this earth. And so when my time is up, I want written on my tombstone, job well done, good and faithful servant. And that's really what I want to be known as someone that, um, yeah, as obedient and followed the Lord and gave it her all. And so that would be for me personally. Yeah. Reel it back in. All right. So, and then I think for the Pearl House, just to be known as an organization with character and high standards and that we ran it and we operate it by faith. And so I want to make sure Pearl House is always running um, and, and operating one step ahead of what we could possibly ever do. 
So that way we know we are not relying on our own strength, mm-hmm. but that we are operating this organization relying on the power of God. And so that's why what I say about Pearl House. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You you keep going this path. It's, that's how, exactly how it's going to be remembered, and you're mm-hmm. going to be remembered. So, Thank you. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. How do you, our listeners get in touch with you with questions, donations, etc.? Yeah, so our website, it's thepearlhouse.org. Mm-hmm. And on there, you can, it tells about, we have monthly sponsorships, which is one of my favorite things because you can actually build a relationship with our pearls. And so you can go visit your pearl and just really invest in her life and she as well into your life. So, but all that's on the website. So you can learn more about Pearl House. You can reach out. There's, I mean, there's, you know, info at thepearlhouse.org. Me personally, it's C. Bullard, you know. Mm. At, at thepearlhouse.org, but we're also on social media, um, and so you know you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, Twitter, probably more Steve Bullard on yeah. Twitter. Um, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and so, but yeah, so yeah, we would love to. I love I love bringing new people into the story because it's exciting, yeah. and not only are you changing lives in Ghana, but it will change your life. Yeah, for the good. Yep. So. This is great, ladies. Thank you so much for both y'all's time and keep up the undefeated great work that y'all are doing. Thank you. So congratulations. So much. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you so, so much. Mm-hmm. Appreciate absolutely. you. Thank you. We appreciate you so your support to the Finding Moments podcast. A good friend of mine once told me the best one out there is the one having the most fun. And he's exactly right. And that's exactly what we're doing. We're having the most fun. Why? Because we can and we want to find us on social media, Twitter at Def Moments Pod. That's at D E F Moments Pod. On Instagram, Facebook at Defining Moments Podcast. Take us on the go from iHeartRadio to Spotify, all the way to YouTube. Search Defining Moments Podcast. Check out our swag at DefiningMomentsPod.com. We have a merchandise store, a lot of great stuff. Follow us on social media. We love to do giveaways. Why? Because we're undefeated. Have a good day.